You are engaging in thuggish, oppressive, unconstitutional behavior. Officer, you need to repent of your lawless conduct. You can say Jessica's guilty, someone's paid a fine, she's out of here. Well, the good news of the gospel is God can let you go, he can dismiss your case, forgive your sins, commute your death sentence, because that's what you're under at the moment. The Bible says the soul that sins it shall die, okay? I know you think this is funny, I don't, this is deadly serious, because you could die tonight. One Christian before said something that stuck with me and I'll never forget it. He says this, the culture around you is the report card of the church. The culture around you is the report card of the church. How are you doing? All right. Hey, everybody. How's it going today? Uh, I'm so excited to be able to bring you another episode of The Gospel Truth. My name is Josh Lucas, and I am the Director of Youth Ministries at First Reformed Church in Sibley, Iowa. And I'm again, I'm just so excited to be doing this episode here for a couple of different reasons. Uh, first off is... Uh, this podcast is just about to break 600 downloads, so I'm 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 so happy and honored to be able to uh, be producing this uh, this podcast to all of you, and that uh, that you guys are enjoying it um, and listening to it. So thank you guys so much for the support, um, and uh, and also uh, if you heard in the intro, um, uh, the intro music that was uh, from. Uh, one of the, the the greatest brothers in Christ that I have uh, uh, had the privilege to know and to do ministry with, uh, and that is Dusty Marshall from Apologia Church. Um, he was actually out in Arizona, but uh, he recently moved his family uh, to Apologia Church in Utah. Apologia Church out in Arizona, they planted another church. They planted one in Hawaii, and they planted another one in Utah. Um, and Dusty moved with his family uh, out to Utah to uh, help establish that church and to establish their abortion ministry, endabortion, endabortionnow.com. Uh, that's the big ministry that they do out there. And Dusty is just a phenomenal rap artist uh, and has an amazing testimony um, of how Jesus redeemed him, saved him, but also even saved his family as well. He has an amazing story with his daughter. Um, and so I encourage you guys to go check out Dusty and uh, check out his music. It's on Amazon Music. It's on Apple Music, I believe. Um, just go check it out. Uh, and a shout out to Dusty. Thank you so much for uh, giving me permission uh, to use your music. And hopefully uh, we can honor and glorify Christ uh, through this uh, podcast and through your music as well. Thank you so much, brother. But uh, today's kind of a, a very interesting episode um, because a lot of things are are moving in our nation right now, especially within the news. Um, very sad stuff. Um, uh, recently, I don't know if uh, if you guys are watching the news or keeping up with certain things, um, but it almost seems like more and more people are creating mass murder and performing mass murder. Um, whether it be through school shootings, whether it be just going on killing sprees or, uh, you know, just terrorist attacks on certain individuals and groups and things like that. But I want to talk about uh, the very controversial issue of capital punishment and how we as Christians 
should respond to capital punishment, um, especially since you know we as Christians should be pro-life, right? Especially when we talking about the the issue of abortion and how does that pertain to capital punishment if it does at all? So I really want to talk about that because it, it, it is something that I really believe that people get wrong. Um, and a lot of Christians, especially pastors, really take out of context and they try to use the guilt trip to try to say, oh, well, you're this way if you believe this way, and you're this way if you believe that way, and you know stuff like that. Uh, and especially when it comes to the the capital punishment issue, um, they try to say, or or at least the argument is that, well, you can't be pro life and be pro capital punishment, right? But if that's the case, then they don't understand what capital punishment is. They don't understand what what it actually means and what it's there for. So obviously with that comment, you could probably see where I stand on this. I am very pro capital punishment. I am very pro uh, serving justice to those who decide that that other people's lives don't matter um, and they're they're gonna <clears throat> they're they're going to impose uh, their will onto others and take their lives. Um, and uh, force themselves uh, <clears throat> in a situation where they can't defend themselves or they just take their lives. Um, so I want to talk about that. But I want to talk about two specific cases uh, that recently were finalized uh, in the last week. Uh, first off is the Parkland, Florida shooter, um, <clears throat> Nicholas Cruz. He was a, a high school student, or at least a recent graduate, um, out in 2018. He went to his local high school uh, in Parkland, Florida, and shot up the school, killed 17 people. I believe the, the count was three, three teachers and 14 students. Um, and he did not just, you know, I mean, granted, this doesn't, this wouldn't, uh, this wouldn't, make a case for himself or, or say like, Oh, it really wasn't that bad if it was this way. Either way, it was a brutal, horrible thing, but he not only just like shot some, some bullets and stuff, he like went and massacred these people. So he would shoot victims and then he would approach them, stand over their, their bodies as they're crying out in pain and crying and begging for mercy, begging for life. And he would just shoot them again. Uh, until they they died, uh, there was actually one autopsy report that revealed that um, that there was one student who apparently <clears throat> apparently when they when he when the autopsy uh, when when the uh, when the doctor um, examined his body, he came to the conclusion like there was almost like a an M80 or, or a cherry bomb or, or a firecracker or something that just exploded in this kid's head because there was just that much damage to his skull. And so it was just, it was brutal. It was a massacre. And Nicholas Cruz uh, had recorded himself before he did it. Uh, and he would, 
celebrated. He would say, you know, I'm I I'm gonna go and I'm gonna shoot up this school. I'm gonna be uh, the biggest mass shooter of all time, and I am going to. Uh, I'm going to go do this and people are going to die and I, you will remember my name and my name is Nicholas Cruz and I'm going to go uh, perform this and people are going to die. And he was actually making jokes about it, laughing in the video um, and making little, you know, sound effects, you know, he's like pew, 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 you are all going to die. You know, like it just things when you watch this video, it sends chills right up your spine because you think to yourself, how can someone be that evil? How can someone be brought to that point of just pure evil? You know, hence total depravity. Uh, but that's another, that's another issue on another day. Um, but that's what happened with the Parkland uh, shooter with Nicholas Cruz. Uh, and he was, well, he pled guilty uh, to committing the acts, but the reason for trial was to establish if he deserves the death penalty or not. That was the whole case was he pled guilty. He said, yes, I did this. You know, um, I'm sorry I did it. You know, uh, his statement was just kind of crazy, but you know, he, he fessed up to it. So, you know, he said, yeah, I did it. I have nothing to hide. I did it. So they had a long trial to determine whether he was mentally stable to be, to, to have the death penalty. Um, and the jury found that he, uh, that he does not deserve the death penalty. He is just too, uh, he is just too mentally unstable to receive the death penalty. Uh, and in the state of Florida, the rule is, or the, the law says that juries have to be unanimous when, uh, when it comes to the death penalty. It can't be majority. It has to be unanimous. And there were, I believe it was two jurors who, who found that, uh, that he, that he wasn't able to, uh, that he was just mentally unstable for the death penalty. And so, so the judge found, um, that obviously he's, he, he's not going to get the death penalty, but he's going to get life in prison. I mean, he, he, he has, he was <clears throat> got the maximum penalty on all, I believe it was 36 counts that he had. So it was murder, attempted murder, uh, uh legal use of a firearm, trying to, uh, uh, trying to create bodily harm on a human being with firearm. I mean, all those things all bring a life sentence maximum and the judge gave him maximum on all of it and, uh, <clears throat> charged him up the wazoo. And I mean, just, um, just showed as little to no mercy as she possibly could, you know, without, uh, you know, without the death penalty, um, and so obviously it was a very sad day for the victim's families, um, because they were wanting the death penalty and rightfully so. Um, <laughs> so it was just a very sad day. And, uh, um, and I'm also going to, I'm also going to chime in just a little bit about, um, the, uh, the families, the, the victim's family's response to 
Nicholas Cruz and even his defense team uh, and such. Because I think that's also an important thing too, especially when talking about you know criminals and and murder and stuff like that. So I, I'll get to that in a little bit. But I, I want to read this text, um, and then I'll get to the other uh, the other um, case in a second here. But I want to read Romans thirteen verses one through seven. It says this: Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong... Be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God and avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes for the authorities or ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. So this is such an important text, especially, you know, uh, um, with response to our governing authorities uh, and things like that. But I want to, I really just want to focus on, on the one main aspect of that and what Paul said with, uh, with who the governing authorities, the quote-unquote servant of God is. They're the ones that are in charge of of enacting justice upon the wrongdoer. And did you catch the words that that uh, that Paul uses uh, for the justice that that the the servant of God is going to bestow upon the wrongdoer, which is God's wrath. The, the, the governing authority is going to, to place God's wrath upon the wrongdoer, the one who practices evil, right? So now, uh, you got to think about this for a moment. What does that mean, God's wrath? What is, what is Paul talking about, God's wrath? Well, I can guarantee you this. He is not talking about a simple slap on the wrist. He is not talking about a simple, hey, don't do that again, right? Because he's talking about punishment. He's talking about discipline. He's talking about justice. So everybody's all up in arms about justice all the time and injustice this and injustice that. And and the cops are not for us. They're against us. They want to kill us. They want to do this. They want to do that. And so everybody's all about justice until it comes to the death penalty, well, the death penalty is not not justice. Death penalty is wrong. Well, let me let me paint this picture here. So the Parkland shooter, essentially Nicholas Cruz, in in a way got away with it. Just plain and simple, he got away with it. Um, he's not going to get the death penalty. He gets to live the rest of his life in prison, get granted, but he still gets to live. He he's alive, so he gets to live every single day. Until, you know, maybe something's going to happen. I don't know. I can't tell the future, but I guarantee you he's not going to have a very easy life in prison. Um, but he's going to get three meals every day. He's going to be able to shower every day. Uh, he's going to be able to uh, talk to family, friends, 
receive mail, go outside, or go, you know, rec time, whatever. I don't know what Florida has uh, for uh, recreation time and stuff like that. Um, but he's going to be able to live, right? Live in prison. But he's still able to live. He's still alive. He got away with it. He got away with murdering, brutally murdering 17 people. Governor DeSantis, the governor of Florida, essentially said the very same thing. Said, we have done a disservice to the victims' families in the state of Florida. And actually the point where he said, we got to revisit this. And we got we to gotta, we gotta look at changing this law. And I applaud Governor DeSantis for saying that. I, I really applaud him for doing that. Because he sees the value in upholding justice in that way. Another example is uh, Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks, the Waukesha, Wisconsin per, uh, Christmas Parade attacker. Uh, back in, uh, what was it, 2019 or 2020, um, uh, he uh, drove through uh, the Waukesha downtown Christmas Parade, uh, killing six people, including one child, at, like a child child, not, not like a, a teenager. I mean, a teenager is still considered a child, but like, I think he was like six or seven years old and then uh, five other adults murdered six and injured. I think it was 67 or something like that. 66, 67 people. So he drove through an entire Christmas parade and the video reveals that he was not trying to avoid people. He was intentionally trying to hurt people. But Wisconsin does not have the death penalty. Wisconsin is one of those states that does not have the death penalty. So he was found guilty on all 76 counts, I think it was, or 72 counts that he had. He was found guilty on all of the counts. Uh, he's more than likely going to receive a full life sentence. Uh, his sentencing is going to happen, I believe, on November 16th. Um, so we got to wait and see what the judge uh, is going to uh, um, sentence him with. But Daryl Brooks had... Um, that was just a weird case. I mean, I, I chimed in, uh, on a couple of the live streams and watched highlights and, uh, and my, my wife and I actually, uh, towards the end, we, we, we watched, um, uh, the live stream towards the end to hear the verdict and to, uh, hear the closing arguments and things, because you just never knew what this guy was going to say or do because he acted as his own attorney. Um, it was just such a weird case, but he, you know, he was found guilty. And so, yeah, he's, in, he, he's probably going to receive life in prison. Um, but again, he's still going to live. He's still going to live his life behind bars. He murdered six people, one of them, a child. Where's the justice in that? Because he still he 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 still gets to live. He still uh, gets to talk to his family. He gets to talk to his kids. He still gets to talk to all these people. Where's the justice? 
And that's that's just the, the 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 crazy thing is that Christians have twisted this to think that that there's no such thing as justice, it's only forgiveness, right? And yeah, that is true. Jesus did talk about that, that you know, you have heard it said that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But did you notice something? Jesus did not say to not uphold justice with that. Jesus did not say to not have the governing authorities handle it. He's talking about you personally. Do not hold anger and malice in your heart and hatred towards this person. Because that's not what you're called to do. Yeah, you're called to forgive and to love. But there's still justice that needs to be served. But what Jesus was talking about was that the Pharisees and different people were twisting that because when God established that law back in the Old Testament, he said that the elders were the ones who were going to enact the justice. They were in charge of upholding God's law. But people were taken into their own hands and going, nope, you know what? I'm going to take vengeance into my own hands and I'm going to go just kill this person because they killed my son or they killed my family or whatever. And that's what people were doing. They were taking vengeance upon themselves and they were having malice and anger and hatred in their heart. And then in turn, they were murdering the other person. Because see, when someone receives the death penalty, that's not murder. That is justice. And granted, yeah, it's a faulty system. There have been people that are the innocent people who have gone down for crimes that they did not commit. But why is that? It's not because of the, of the rules and stuff that God has established. It's because the people who have been given those laws, they twist it. They try to change it. They try to, to make it their own. Because why? Because we want to be like God. We want to be the ones who are in charge. We want to have the power. This is why people commit evil acts of murder. Jeffrey Dahmer is one of the perfect examples of the fall. When, when, when the serpent came and, and, and told Adam and Eve, well, Eve essentially, that, uh, that oh, no, that's not right. You're, you're not going to die. What God is saying is you're going to become like God if you eat the fruit. You're going to have the power. You're going to have the control. You are going to be like God. And Jeffrey Dahmer himself said, I wanted the power of other people's wills. I wanted to have the power so that they felt powerless in order for them to, or in order for me to feel powerful, they need to feel powerless. And that was an obsession. That was an evil act that Jeffrey Dahmer did. And he was one that did not receive the death penalty either, but someone, some other guy that was <laughs> ironically, uh, I believe serving a life sentence uh, for assault and attempted murder murdered Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> this is in cold blood. So is that what it is that what it's going to take? Is street justice? The judicial system has to understand that it is their job to enact justice, to uphold justice. And it's not just your job that has been given to you by the state. It's, it's a position that has been given to you by God. 
So we have to understand that there's a difference between earthly justice and eternal justice, right? So here on earth, we have laws that we have to abide by. Laws that have been given to us by God, laws that have been um, been put in place for our good and for our benefit. And if we don't follow those laws, well, guess what? There's consequences, right? It, for those of you who have kids, do you just let your kids do whatever they want and just show nothing but grace, 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 grace? No, there's punishment. There's discipline involved, right? Yeah, you do show that grace. You do show those moments of, okay, well, I, I, I know that you are, you are worthy of getting punished right now. You deserve to get punished right now, but I'm not because that's what God does with us. We deserve hell. We deserve condemnation, but God serves us grace, but God does not just allow us to do whatever we want without any consequences. That's why Paul says in, in, in one of his letters that even though you have been set free, you have freedom in Christ. Do not use your freedom for evil, for evil acts of the flesh. So we should not look at our freedom and look at our freedom in Christ as a way of, of oh, well, I can just do whatever I want. It's the same way with the law that, oh, even though, uh, yeah, even though that, that we don't have the death penalty in, 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 in our state, or we don't have to do this or that, I can just do whatever I want, or I could do this and I could do that. And it, life is just going to be hunky dory or whatever. No, that that's not the case. And that's what a lot of criminals think like, especially within my home state of California, the governor changed the uh, the felony uh, the the felony law for robbery and theft. It was it was at a low price of like a thousand dollars. If you stole over a thousand dollars, it was a felony. But then they changed it to to make it even more. And so now it's just encouraging criminals to go and to rob stores and to take more and more stuff because well, it's just a misdemeanor. I don't care about that. It's just going to be a slap on the wrist. Who cares? That's not what's going to serve justice, church. That's not that's not what's going to keep criminals from not disobeying laws. And of course, you know, I mean, because there are evil people in the world. Evil is going to take place, right? I mean, bank robbery is illegal, murder is illegal, but yet people still do it. Why? Because of total depravity. And they deserve uh, earthly justice. But what am I talking about with eternal justice? I'm talking about when we all stand before God on judgment day and we have to give an account for our lives. And eternal, true eternal justice says that we all should not receive any grace by any means from God. But he shows it to us anyway. Because our sins were bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. But we must repent of our sins and trust in Jesus Christ for salvation. And another argument that you might hear too with, uh, with uh, the death penalty is, well, yeah, but doesn't in the Ten Commandments, doesn't it say that you shall not kill? You'll hear that a lot. That's not what the, that's not what the commandment says. 
commandment does not say you shall not kill. And that's what a lot of a lot of people tend to change because they think that's what it means, but it doesn't mean to kill. Because if that was truly the case, then David broke the commandments, uh, uh, Solomon broke the commandments, uh, Samson broke the commandments, um, uh, it could be argued uh, that Moses broke the commandments, uh, you know, all these different people committed or uh, uh, broke that commandment because they killed, right? They killed people. But God was the one that said, you need to go and to destroy those people. You need to go and destroy this town. You need to go destroy the city. You need to overtake these people and kill these people. But what's the difference between murder and killing? Well, murder is the premeditated planning and uh, the act of taking another's life out of malice and hatred while premeditating it. By planning it. Now, granted, if you go back to the Greek, it also is referring to um, referring to also killing someone, killing another human being, out of neglectfulness and out of essentially stupidity, right? So, being careless around things, or being careless around people, careless around tools, guns, whatever, um, or just killing them because you feel like you can, you know? So one of the main arguments is like house burglary, right? You know, a lot of the times people just say, yep, you come into my house, I'm going to kill you. Well, if they're threatening your life, yeah. But if they're breaking into your house, trying to steal your stuff, yeah, shoot them, protect your family, but don't shoot to kill, right? Unless your family is in dire danger, you know, first disarm, right? I mean, granted, you need to you need to do what's best for your family, but just understand that we have to have self control. We need to be we need to be alert. We need to be safe in those moments, right? But God is not talking about just about killing. God is talking about murder. And that is why in the Old Testament, if you committed murder, you too died. Church, the death penalty is biblical. It is. And we as the church need to stand up to say, yes, we... We don't, we don't want to see it happen because we don't want to see people get murdered, you know, but if someone murders, then yeah, they need to die. You know, we, we, we don't want to see evil, evil acts happening, but they do. And there needs to be justice for those people. And the world doesn't want to serve justice. The world wants to be this lovey dovey fruit loop loving, uh, nonsense, where you could be anything. It's like Zootopia. Anyone can be anything. No, that's not the real world. That is not reality. There needs to be laws. There needs to be standards. There needs to be accountability. That is why we need discipline. That is why we need these laws. Especially 
the death penalty. I mean, I would be interested to see like what are the the crime rates, you know, for those states that have the death penalty. You know, Florida, for instance. You know, yeah, we we have seen um, a lot of shootings there and everything. I mean, we you've seen shootings in all kinds of different places, right? So it's not to say that oh, the death penalty is a hundred percent the answer to to crime or you know whatever, but think about all the other states that don't have the death penalty or have very, very soft laws, as it's called. Look at their crime rates. Look at, look at the rate of how they run things and see how, how much crime is in their communities and how much crime is in their states. So brothers and sisters and even listeners if you're if 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 you're you know not a Christian um I just really want to encourage you with this that that evil exists evil exists within our world and there's really nothing that we can do to stop it the only thing that we can attempt to do is to preach truth and to show love to to others to love your neighbor as yourself one of the things that nicholas cruz said for his defense was that he was a loner that he was bullied that you know he had all these mental problems and things and he just felt alone now granted who knows if that's true i mean i i'm i'm in youth ministry i'm with youth all the time i hear it day in and day out i hear a lot of sob stories um but i've also had my fair share of seeing youth commit suicide because of these these things because of loneliness because of bully because of um just the way of the world so I also want to talk to if if you are a, a pastor, a youth pastor, a youth minister, a teacher, whatever, but you're you're involved with youth, parents even. Go home and love your kids. Tell your kids that you love them. Even your students, teachers, pastors, whatever, show your kids that they are image bearers of God, that they have purpose, they have meaning, they're loved, they're cared for. Reach out to them. Because you never know, you never know if you are going to save a life or not. Because like I said, I've seen my fair share of, of, of child suicides, and I never want to see it again. So that's my encouragement for you today is to is to know that if you are a Christian that that holds that the death penalty is a biblical thing and you're being ostracized for it or you're being uh, you're being kicked to the curb with it or whatever the case may be, just understand that you have a biblical view. And to those who don't agree with that, I just want to ask where where in the Bible. Does it say that we should not uphold justice with the death penalty? Where in the Bible, in the correct context, does it say that 
that the death penalty is no longer needed. Because right there, I, I read one text with Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. God's wrath is talking about God's punishment, God's anger upon those individuals, the wrongdoers by the magistrates. So I just want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, to please be safe out there. Love your kids. Love your students. And above everything else, love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. I want to thank all my listeners today. I thank you guys all so much for the love and the support, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. But again, as I say every single episode, please make sure that you that you like, subscribe, share this episode with your friends, your family, coworkers, churches, whatever. Um, and if you ever want to talk or anything, or you want something talked about on the show, please reach out to me. Um, you can find me online, either on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can look me up online on uh, SibleyFRC.org, uh, get my contact information there. Um, and yeah, I would love to talk to you and get and love to get connected with you. But this has been the Gospel Truth. My name is Josh Lucas. And as always, be safe and make good choices. Have a blessed day.